welcome to the Art of Erotic Spanking podcast series. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chris. We're the Pleasure Mechanics. In this podcast, we are going to explore in depth the art of erotic spanking. We believe spanking can be a hot and fulfilling part of a healthy sex life, or it can be an erotic disaster if you don't have the right skills. We share expert advice and strategies so you can successfully explore the pleasures of erotic spanking with your lover. If you want to master the techniques of erotic spanking, check out our stroke-by-stroke video, The Pleasure Mechanic's Guide to Erotic Spanking. You'll discover everything you need to know to make erotic spanking a hot part of your sex life. You can find the video at pleasuremechanics.com. In this episode, we're going to be talking about how to transition erotic spanking from just a fantasy to a lived reality. You know, spanking is one of the most common sexual fantasies for both men and women, and a lot of people want to make it part of their sexual reality, but don't know where to get started. So let's start by talking about the difference between fantasy and desire. This is one of the distinctions we like to make really clear over at PleasureMechanics.com is the distinction between fantasy and desire. Because in our culture, we use these terms interchangeably, but they actually mean really different things. A fantasy is something that takes place in your erotic imagination alone. It's the realm of pure imagination where there are no limits and no consequences. A desire is something that you want more of in your real, actual life. So think about it in terms of the movies you go and see. You might love the fantasy of spy thrillers with shoot 'em up action scenes, but you would never actually want to play that out in real life, where the consequence is, you know, pain and death and torture. But you love the fantasy of it and the catharsis of it. When it comes to our sexual fantasies, we often confuse our fantasies with our desires. But what's really important is how to tap into your erotic imagination, how to pay attention to your fantasies and mine your fantasy for the gold and riches of your actual desires. Fantasies can be really helpful in figuring out what you actually want out of your sex life. So this is where it's really valuable and important to look at your fantasies, look at what you imagine might be really fun and try and suspend judgment about whether or not it is right or wrong or safe or practical or feminist or any of those pieces and just look for what your erotic self is curious and slightly turned on by. When you look at that, then you can begin to figure out what you might like to explore in reality. Like what are the specific qualities that are turning you on? Are you the one that's submitting? Are you taking on a powerful role? Are there particular scenarios that come up? The teacher-student roles are very traditional. So really take the time to look at your fantasies, look at the qualities of your fantasies. Are they... Are you empowered? Are you submitting? Is it romantic? Is it rough? Like what are the particular elements that feel appealing and turn you on? And there might be some translating that needs to happen. Say, for example, you fantasize about being abducted by a stranger and spanked really hard and tied up and then roughly penetrated. That's probably something that wants to be in your fantasy alone. 
but you can take elements of that, like the rough dominant energy, like being tossed over someone's lap roughly, and bring those into your desires. So we have a whole book about this called The Fantasy Method that leads you through translating your fantasies into desires. But for now, just pay attention to the elements that feel like they might actually want to be lived in your actual sex life. Some things will be best left in fantasy alone, and other things are very real possibilities for your sex life. And something that happens often is that people say, I don't have any fantasies about these things, so I have no idea. In that case, there are a lot of exercises that we lead you through in the Fantasy Method book, but also you can begin paying attention in the world to scenes in movies that kind of thrill you particular people's energy that excites you. Pay attention to moments that you find sexy out in the world as you're observing and then try and figure out what is the quality that you are finding sexy particularly. And that can begin to open up your erotic interests for yourself. And a lot of this is giving yourself permission to fantasize, giving yourself permission to tap into your erotic imagination. Because as a culture, we have a lot of judgment about fantasy. We think that it means something about your moral character if you fantasize about submission or about rougher sex. And that doesn't have to be the case at all. Your erotic imagination is yours alone. Allow yourself to tap into it. And when it comes to spanking, a lot of people actually have childhood fantasies. Spanking shows up in movies like Peter Pan, and a lot of people like get really turned on by this idea of being tied to the mast of a pirate ship. And where did that idea come from? It came from the movie we saw as kids and reacted to the intense energy of the movie. So think about what movies you've seen that include spanking. The Secretary is really popular for a lot of people as kind of a gateway to this fantasy. And if it helps, read erotica that includes spanking. Maybe you've read Fifty Shades of Grey and like those scenes. But give yourself permission to allow your fantasies to inform your desires. Make that translation of what do you actually want more of in your sex life? If you were going to do erotic spanking with your lover at home, what would you want that to look like? Because that's what this process is all about. It's about making that translation so you can get specific about what kind of spanking you want. Because when you know what you want, you're much more likely to get it. And we'll have another podcast about the various concerns that people have around the morality of these activities. And so hopefully put some of your concerns to rest. So stay tuned for that. Yeah. For now, let's talk about erotic gameplay a little bit. This is another framework that I developed in reaction to the BDSM world calling sessions scenes. They're often referred to as scenes as if they're scenes out of a play where you can kind of just step on stage, act something out, and then step off as if nothing happened. And I really prefer the framework of erotic games. Because when you think about it, games are these arenas where we set aside time to create an altered reality for ourselves. Think about two friends walking to the park. If one friend just like randomly tackled the other and threw them to the ground, it would be a fight. But once they get to the field and strap on their pads and are playing a game of football, tackling is totally expected and called for 
and they're not going to get in a fight over it, right? So games are these arenas where we create specific rules, roles, and goals. It's a bit of a tongue twister. Rules, roles, and goals to create a specific experience we're seeking. And every game has different rules and different roles and different goals to create a specific experience. A game of chess is really different than a game of rugby, for example. And different people are attracted to different games to seek out different experiences. And so when you apply this framework and start thinking about your spanking as an erotic game for you and your lover, it allows you to say, okay, for this designated time, we're going to explore a very specific experience and give each other specific rules and boundaries so we know what will happen and we're going to each take on different roles and we're going to have a specific goal that we share. And this allows so much to become possible because one of the fears a lot of people have when exploring something like spanking is that it's going to change their relationship. And very few people want a full-time lifestyle dominance and submission type relationship. There are those people out there and there are people that do it, but most people want an equitable, balanced partnership with their lover. But in the bedroom, every once in a while, it can be really fun to play with taking on specific roles to take one another on specific erotic journeys. And erotic spanking is amazing for that. And this element of play, like games have an element of play to them that I think as adults, we don't really give ourselves space to play, except for perhaps in sports. And it's it can be this space that's totally separate from your life, as Chris is saying, but that you get to design exactly what you want. And you get to have the experience of playfulness, of wonder, of exploration. On our Pleasure Mechanics YouTube channel, we have an interview with the star of our Pleasure Mechanics Guide to Erotic Spanking, Sophie, who is this delightful French woman, who talks about how she likes, she has a whole set of different kinds of costumes in her home, including Snow White, that she likes to include in her erotic gameplay in her spanking sessions sometimes she just wants to be snow white and get a spanking and i just love that like it's so <laughs> it's it's so creative and imaginative and you know sometimes we people get very caught up in these very traditional views of teacher student boss secretary which is all great if that turns you on then go for it but it's also fun to think outside that box and go into these sort of disney characters or whatever you feel turned on by or delighted by or tickled by and just to play with it there's an imaginative spirit to that that i really enjoy or appreciate right so imagine you get to a field with a bunch of friends and you come upon a pile of different balls and cones and markers and hoops and you had to make up a game you wouldn't just like throw everything out on the field and be like all right everyone do whatever they want there's no game in that what you would do is say okay we're gonna put a hoop here and a hoop there and if you get the ball in the hoop it's five points but if you go out of boundaries you lose one point stuff like that you create a system that allows you to have a shared experience. So this is what we're gonna invite you to do in your erotic life. We're gonna invite you to set specific goals for your spanking experience. Your goal might be, honey, I'm really stressed out. I really want the chance to relax, get a great massage, followed by a firm spanking, and then an orgasm. Or you might be saying, our goal is to explore power and submission. 
I'm going to really take charge. I'm going to ask you to submit to me and I'm going to take you on a journey of sensation through power play. Every erotic spanking scene can have a specific goal based on your specific desires. And with that shared goal in mind, you can both focus your erotic energies on meeting that goal and going to a specific place together. And this is really important because without a goal, you might make assumptions and you might think that your partner wants a really rough, brutal spanking when actually they're in the mood for a more relaxing, sensual experience. And so without setting your goals, you leave it up to chance if you get what you want or not. And your sex life is way too precious to leave up to chance, people. So having specific goals makes it much more likely you'll get what you want. The other two essential parts of setting up a game are the rules and the boundaries and the roles. So let's talk about boundaries for a second. It is so important to clarify what will happen and will not happen. You know in rugby that you can only tackle around the legs, you can't tackle around the neck. If you do, you're in trouble and the game stops. Defining and agreeing ahead of time what can be done and what cannot be done is really important so that each person in the game can really relax and focus on what is happening instead of worrying about what might might happen or what might not happen. So you can really just relax and be present with what is happening. So that can look like, I would love you to spank me, to get me aroused and maybe we'll go into having sex, but I don't want any anal play. Or you, I would love you to tell me how beautiful I look to you, but, and you can call me a slut, but I don't want to be a whore and I don't want you to slap my face. I mean, those are just random, but you know, being really specific about the kind of language you want used and what's, yeah, what's okay and what's not okay. And this becomes really important, again, because we can make a lot of assumptions and each of us are turned on and turned off by really different things. One person might think it's so hot to be called a filthy bitch and slapped around and have their hair pulled while being spanked. And to another woman, that might be really off base and totally a turn off and take spanking off the menu forever. A guy might love being spanked and like told how tough he is and how much he can take and how strong he's being. Or he might want to be called a little sissy and yeah, like you're my girl now, like they might want gender play in there. And everyone has a different constellation of these turn-ons and turn-offs. And in the heightened arena of a spanking, when emotions are running high and there's a lot of sensation, these things can be really a make-or-break situation. And so discussing ahead of time and going slowly in your exploration. Throughout this audio series, we're going to really encourage you to take spanking slowly and integrate different elements step-by-step step so you can figure out what works for you. But knowing what is on the table and off the table, what's inbounds and out of bounds ahead of time can really help you relax into the experience of your spanking. Yeah, and these are really complicated issues because they're really taboo subjects. And to be calling one another these names in regular life is really, for most people, not okay at all. But because you're in this heightened erotic space, and exactly because of the taboo, these words can have erotic power. And the roles have a lot to do with it. The agreed upon roles and boundaries will have a lot to do with the kind of language you're using or not. Something else I want to say about rules is that 
the value of having the boundaries of the game means that once you're outside of the game that you're not spanking each other, you're not bringing in those energies to your regular life, that it keeps the game within a certain confined space and then you go back to your regular life. And you will need to figure out with your partner if kind of offering them a light little spank as they're doing the dishes just for fun and in a loving way is something that feels comfortable or if that feels like it wants to entirely be activity that is just happening in the bedroom. So have that conversation, but don't don't sloppily let that dynamic leak into your regular life. Right. If you're dominating your lover on Friday night, it doesn't mean on Saturday morning you get to bark orders at them and feel like you're still in control of them. On Saturday morning, you're back to your relationship. This game is over and you're back to having an equal relationship. And that's really important to allowing these opportunities for power and surrender, for having specific kinds of experiences together. If you can trust that your relationship will stay intact. So let's give another example. So roles are all about erotic energy, and we're going to get into that in depth in our next episode. So stay tuned for that because it's an essential conversation. But for now, think about the different roles you might take on while receiving a spanking. Spanking can be really worshipful and really romantic and can be all about this really sensual massage and massaging the butt cheeks and then building up sensation and telling your lover how gorgeous she looks and when she moves her hips it turns you on and it can be this luxurious experience or it can be kind of naughty and nasty and like brutish and I'm gonna pull your hair and slap you and you know rough you about or it can be really like stern and focused on kind of discipline like oh you bad girl you've done something wrong you're gonna pay for it Those are all really different energies. And by defining the role, you kind of define the energy of the scene and what happens and what names you're called. And so you need to be specific about what role you want to explore. What would feel fun to you? What would turn you on? What would make you feel excited and alive and joyous? Because being that nasty little bitch can be a really fun, joyful experience. You don't have to take it so seriously, but giving yourself permission in those moments to be nasty and like spit back and like call each other dirty names can just be really fun. And it can be a pressure release valve to our ordinary lives where we all have so many responsibilities. Setting aside time to explore these different roles just allows you to tap into different parts of yourself and express that together and also create novelty within your relationship Exploring something new together and having these new kinds of energies will go a long way towards keeping your relationship hot over the long term. But you have to really define it ahead of time. And this is, it's a complicated and advanced erotic skill. So just start simply and know that you can just explore each time and add a little bit more nuance on top of it. So please don't feel like you have to jump in and do everything all at once. Let's do a little role play, shall we, Charlotte? Oh my. So if you were to ask me like, hey, you want to explore spanking this weekend? I might say, that sounds great, honey. What kind of spanking are you looking for? I would like an incredibly worshipful, romantic. I would like to be just lavished in gorgeous full body massage, butt massage, and then told how beautiful I am and for you to serve me. 
by taking me on a journey of sensation. And what attitude would you want me to bring to that? Do you want me to be really humble or really proud of you? Am I being like really subservient in worshiping you? Or am I meeting you as an equal? You can meet me as an equal or be a bit dominant. Hmm. I'd be happy for you to be an equal or to be dominant, a loving dominant. And do you want any sex play included? Like, do you want to be aroused ahead of time or afterwards? Or should we wait and see how you feel? I would probably like to be to go into arousal and genital touch and sex afterwards. But I would like you to check in with me and see how I feel at the time. And I know you have a busy day on Friday. Is there anything we can do before the spanking to help you get in the mood? You could run me a bath. Awesome. Candles? <laughs> Candles and essential oils and the whole nine yards. Perfect. It's a date. Bath salts. <laughs> so that was a little goofy, but you get the point. You can have a simple conversation with your lover where you set it up and you say, what do you want? Because ultimately, erotic spanking is all about taking one another on an intense journey of sensation. It's about creating a specific erotic experience for one another. And all too often in our sex life, we kind of just like get naked and tumble around and let whatever happens, happens. And erotic spanking is inviting you to be a lot more deliberate and plan ahead. And that might be a big leap for you. But it has benefits. It's really worth having these conversations. And even if it feels a little embarrassing at first, you know, do it anyway or do it over email or pass one another a little like love notes like you would in high school where you're like, will you go out with me? Check yes or no. Like, you know, slip your lover a note by the side of their bed. Like, do you want a spanking this weekend? Yes or no? Rough or dominant? You know, like you can like create a little checklist for one another. Um, and that's a great idea because I think it's really hard sometimes to identify what you like and what you want. And so and if you listen to this audio series, you'll get a lot of language to support these kinds of conversations. So take them in so you can write these little notes with the various different energy options. So a lot of people find the idea of spanking both arousing and also scary. So I think beginning potentially with this kind of worshipful energy is kind of, for many people, might be a very gentle place to start. Because it then is really clear that it's coming from a place of really loving and wanting to tend to each other and give each other a really interesting erotic experience. And then from there, if you want to kind of expand into touching on the slightly more naughty spaces, that can happen. But for some people, beginning in the naughty space might be hard. And this is where having the same goal is really important. Sometimes somebody will actually be wanting more of the naughty kind of experience and the other person will be offering something that's really loving. And that can be a really like an, an uncomfortable mismatch. So this is where having that conversation about about the kind of game you want to be playing is really, really important. Also remember that your erotic fantasies do not necessarily reflect your role in real life at all. Pro-doms find again and again that a lot of submissive men that come see them are often incredibly wealthy, successful, powerful men in the world. I think as humans, we really require balance and there's something about exploring the opposite of how of what you are in regular life so 
don't feel like if you have a desire to submit that that means you're submissive in life necessarily at all. And people who are, yeah, people who are very dominant in, in life need to have the space to submit. And your love life can be a great place for that. Feel free to explore both roles in the bedroom. It can be really a fascinating experience to play with both energies at specific moments. And it's worth mentioning here, too, that a lot of our cultural depictions are of men spanking women. But a lot of men love to be spanked. It can be just as arousing and exciting and relaxing for a man to be spanked. And you can explore the kind of power of gender roles in this too. Like a lot of women love the opportunity to totally be in control of their man, to be really dominant, to be stern, to be forceful, to kind of harness their erotic energy into some dominance. And a lot of men love the opportunity to follow orders and be submissive and to be spanked. So don't allow our culture's very limited vision of what this can look like limit what's possible for you in your bedroom. As Charlotte was saying, it's really awesome to explore both the roles of giving and receiving, to explore the range of I am of your service and worshiping you to I am totally in control, you must surrender to me as a giver. Like there's so many combinations for this and hopefully we didn't overwhelm you with potential. Just know that so much is possible. And really the limit is just your erotic imagination. And you can bring so much fantasy and creativity to the game of erotic spanking and really make it your own. But also feel free to start slowly and just incorporate one element at a time. You have a lifetime to explore all of these different erotic configurations. So, so just beginning slowly and see what happens. We are going to be diving into the realm of erotic energy. And we don't mean energy in any kind of woo-woo, new-agey way. We mean energy in a very real, practical sense. When we talk about erotic energy, we mean the attitude you bring to your sexual experience. Think about a simple kiss. A kiss can be romantic, it can be coy, it can be rough, it can be playful, it can be a tease, or it can be all in. A kiss can be so many different things, and what changes is not necessarily how your lips touch, it's really about the attitude you bring to it. Erotic spanking is an activity where you want to get really clear about what kind of erotic energy you want to play with, because it really changes your experience of the physical act of spanking. And when you get really specific, you can have a really hot and fulfilling experience But if you're kind of vague and just say to your partner, you know, spank me, that leaves it open to chance and to, you know, a lot of assumptions about what you want. And you might end up having a sexual experience that's not at all what you want. So we're going to really encourage you to get very, very specific about not only what kind of erotic energy you want to harness, but what you want your lover to harness and how those two energies meet. So let's take a step back for a second and think about role playing. You often hear about like sexual role playing and erotic role playing and the image that comes to mind is often costumes. You know, you put on a naughty nurse outfit and all of a sudden you're a different person. But just like in a theater setting, the costume only supports the character. 
if there's the right attitude behind it. And the attitude is about the erotic energy. And so if you think about what kind of experience you want to have and then work backwards from there about what kind of energy fuels that experience, you'll be able to get really specific about what kind of roles you want to play. So think about the kind of naughty girl fantasy. You know, the idea of being a naughty girl and getting a spanking is really hot for a lot of people. But is that naughty girl, you know, coy and seductive and so sorry that she needs to be punished and she kind of slides over her lover's lap and that's her eyelashes? Or is she like a nasty brat that's gonna spit and curse and protest the whole way and really struggle against the spanking? Being specific about those nuances will allow you to tell your lover ahead of time, you know, I want to be naughty and nasty and I'm going to struggle back, but that doesn't mean stop. And that gives your lover that information that, okay, she's going to kick and scream, but that's part of the fun. And only when we use our safe word, red, I'll stop. And we'll cover safe words and communication in future episodes. But for now, just think about how that little piece of information can change the erotic experience. If you haven't told your lover ahead of time that you want to be naughty and nasty and a little brat and get spanked roughly, then when you start protesting and kicking and screaming and going into that erotic role for yourself, your lover might be like, whoa, what's going on? And stop and your erotic experience has been derailed. But if they know that ahead of time, they can play into it and be like, oh, you naughty thing, like you deserve this, you know you do, I'm going to spank you even harder and, you know, you can kick and scream all you want and I'm not going to stop and then you can kind of build on each other's energy. Do you see how that works? Where if you tell your lover, you know, I really want to just relax and trance out and be coy and seductive and shake my ass in your face and get spanked then you can allow yourself to go into that experience and they'll play with you in a whole different way. So this is really about getting specific, telling your lover ahead of time what you want and how you want to behave so you can play together successfully. I think part of the value of thinking about games and thinking about erotic energy is for us to really understand as humans that we can create the kind of sexual experiences that we most desire. And this is actually one of the great gifts of being human, is we can channel our creativity and imagination into our erotic life. And there's real beauty that comes from that, and I think real fulfillment. A lot of people walk around the world feeling very sexually unfulfilled. And it's not that their other partner isn't willing or that they're not willing. It's partly that they don't know what they want, so they don't know how to get it. So anytime you spend thinking about the kind of sexuality you'd like to be experiencing, and again, this is separate from the kind of acts you want to be doing. It's about the kind of energy you want to be experiencing. You will get so much clearer then about what activities you want to plug into that. So this is where you get to depict your specific erotic life and your each of us has such a different Chrissy's is the term we each have different constellations of pleasures that are really specific to just us and only you can know what 
is going to turn you on most and what is going to delight you and fulfill you. And the only way you're going to figure that out is by exploring it first in your imagination, then communicating it with your partner in a way that makes it appealing and then exploring it. And there is a process that has to happen there. And figuring out where your desires meet your partners is really important because there may be some things that you would really love to explore that is just not going to work for your partner. And that then gets to be a part of your fantasy life. It doesn't mean that it has to be off the table altogether for you because you are your own erotic creature separate from your partner. And that is something important to register and remember and live. But but where your desires meet your partners is where that rich, fertile land of erotic adventure lives for you. So having these conversations with your partner is a really valuable part of creating a fulfilling and satisfying hot sex life for many years. So all of the things we've talked about in this podcast about creating specific goals, setting boundaries, and being really clear about what role you want to play and what kind of erotic energy you want to harness is all about creating the erotic experience you want. And once you have that vision in mind, you can then set up your date night to support that specific erotic experience. And there are a lot of elements to creating a specific erotic experience creating your environment around you to support the kind of experience you want to have can be an essential part of really setting the scene. So you want to use that to your advantage and pick the right music that's going to evoke the feelings that you want to tap into, set up the room in a specific way, determine what kind of warm-up activities you want to do that would suit the mood you're trying to create and get yourselves into physical positions that are going to evoke the feelings that you want to create. Because putting your body physically into certain positions will make you feel certain ways. If you are over somebody's lap, you're going to feel different than if you're on all fours with them behind you, than if you're put over the side of a armchair to leaning against the wall. All of these things create different kinds of moods. One thing that is great to keep consistent is keeping the room warm. The body will be able to relax a lot more if it is warm and you want your muscles to be able to fully, fully relax so that the impact of your spanking can be felt as pleasurable. Cold, tense muscles will make the spanking feel painful whereas relaxed muscles will be able to feel the impact in a more pleasurable way. So be sure to heat your room. Often a small space heater is a good idea because then you can turn it on and off as you need. Because especially once you, if you add any massage oil, the body will get colder again. So just be mindful at the person giving the touch wants to be aware of the temperature of the giver's body all throughout your play. <laughs> And again, just think of this as an opportunity to craft an erotic experience for one another. I can't emphasize enough how delicious an opportunity this is. Because again, sometimes we let sex just happen and kind of bleed into our regular life and you like roll over after having an orgasm and check your iPhone. And this is an opportunity to set some time aside, have a specific goal in mind and create an erotic experience for one another. Think of like a birthday party. If you want to throw a great party, 
you think of it ahead of time, you think about what decorations you want, you create a playlist, you get specific foods, you might even put on a specific outfit, and all of that effort goes towards creating a specific celebratory experience. And when's the last time you brought that intentionality into your sex life? So don't get intimidated by this, kind of get excited about it and think about what little at what little extras could you add to make your lover feel special and paid attention to and that you're putting effort into creating a specific experience for them? What a gift. I love that analogy. That's a perfect one. Because I think it does sound overwhelming when we think of it, but we think about like planning trips and vacations and all of those things we know take planning. Um, that's such a great context. And this isn't something that has to happen three times a week. You know, once a month. Think of that. If you put aside energy and effort to create an erotic experience together once a month, what difference would that make in your sex life? It gives you something to look forward to and to anticipate. And so many of us actually have extra creative energy that we're not using. And to put that into having fun in your sex life, I think is a great way to channel that creative energy. So some things you might want to think about, like if your erotic energy you're looking to explore is the worshipful sensual experience, then think about creating a little tray with a few fresh berries, some squares of dark chocolate, a little bit of wine or juice or water, you know, and having that by the side so after your spanking you can lovingly feed your partner a fresh berry like that is going to feel like such a special moment because you've thought about it ahead of time you have it ready and it adds sensuality to your experience or likewise in the video we show how to use like a fur glove to create that added layer of contrast and sensuality and pleasure to a spanking and you could just create that same experience with a silky necktie from your closet. And in the middle of your spanking, drag that piece of fabric over your lover's body. And it's just something different. It's something you've added. It's an extra. And all of those things add up. If you're wanting to explore rougher sexual energy, then you could think about, you know, sitting on the side of your bed and having your lover enter the room on their hands and knees and crawl to you and be on their hands and knees in front of you as you like look them over and then grab their hair and pull them up onto your lap. Something like that where you create a deliberate entrance, a deliberate start to the experience makes it a little easier to get in those moods than like kind of just like standing in the bedroom and be like, all right, you ready to be rough? Okay, let's go. You know, it's like you create a specific opening to set the tone. And, you know, you might have like heavy drum beat or hip hop or something on the radio that like evokes that kind of intense mood. Whereas in a sensual scene, you might be listening to classical music or opera or piano concerto, whatever <laughs> it like floats your boat there. But the sensual details, and when you think about our five senses, sight, smell, taste, touch, and hearing. Think, go through each of those five senses and say, what could I add to this experience that would create the erotic energy we're looking for, for each one of those senses? And that will get you a long way towards creating a delicious experience for one another. 
beautiful and I love your piece of like trying to imagine doing this once a month or once a season and spending a bunch of time thinking about all these details and that and and having those notes back and forth to each other as you're figuring out how you want to craft it and leaving them a note telling them that that you want that's how you want them to enter the room yeah letting it be a whole sensory celebration experience is really an amazing gift to give one another. Sometimes hotel rooms can go a long way towards creating an altered reality. You know, if you're running a home together and you've got dishes in the sink and like your children's laundry is everywhere, it can be hard to like switch modes and be like, all right, now I'm a submissive, naughty girl, spank me. But if you check into a hotel... Just for a night. One night. It doesn't even have to be an expensive hotel. Use the online services to get a great deal and make it a part of your budget. But check into a hotel, get comfy in the room, and then leave and meet in the lobby. And get your, you know, look across the lobby and lock eyes with your partner. And then depending on your erotic energy, you know, it might be a coy seduction where you like saunter up to the bar and have him buy you a drink Or it might be kind of like you're sitting there waiting to be claimed and taken up to the room. Or you might have him be in the room and you just happen to be walking down the hallway. And at an agreed upon time, you walk down the hallway, he opens the door and pulls you into the room. Like create a deliberate opening and use the different space and different furniture to your advantage. Like get thrown over the hotel desk and spanked like there's no context there you won't be thinking about your to-do list because it's a blank slate we love thinking about hotel rooms as a tabula rasa the blank slate for your erotic experience you can make them whatever you wish and this is especially important if you have kids spanking is a loud erotic experience you really don't want to be distracted by that if you're in your home it's probably a great idea not to do spankings intensively while the kids are at home at all. So depending on your budget, setting time aside for your erotic life is essential. And that can look like having them stay at a friend's house. It can look like... I really love the idea of doing a swap with the friends and saying we each want a once a month sex date. So once a month, we're going to take all the kids into a sleepover at our house. Another time that month, you'll take all the kids into a sleepover at your house. And that way you have like 12 hours, you know, from the middle of the afternoon to the end of the next morning, just to yourselves. And in this way, you can be in your home and be a little wild and cook naked and, you know, reoccupy the space as erotic beings and set aside time to create this experience together. And planning it can really be part of making sure it happens and then having those conversations about what kind of energy you guys want to share together. It's so important to keep your erotic life alive, especially as parents, and you have to be intentional with it. There's no way, there's not no way, but people find it harder to just include in life. And if you are, great, but otherwise like setting time aside to make it all happen is really an asset to your family life. So all of the things we've talked about are really about creating this erotic experience, prioritizing it, and making sure that you are aligned in your erotic goals together when it comes to erotic spanking and in the rest of your sex life. You'll find that by being clear and specific with one another, you're much more likely to get what you want. 
An erotic spanking is one of these amazing erotic experiences that can be so fulfilling and satisfying on this deep primal level, but only when you're specific about what you want, so you're likely to get it. And remember, if you want any more support around figuring out what you want and exploring different erotic energies, our book, The Fancy Method, is a great place to start because it can lead you through a whole bunch of exercises and gives you a whole bunch of options and lists of different erotic energies. So it's easier to kind of say, yes, I want that. And you'll find that interactive book, The Fantasy Method, on Amazon. It's just a few bucks and it's a great investment in your sex life. And coming up on the audio series, in a future episode, we're going to be really talking about communication in depth and how to negotiate a scene ahead of time, communicate during your game of spanking, and how to debrief afterwards so you can make it progressively better each time. And we cover a lot more in this audio series, the skills of giving and receiving, all of these great things. So please stay tuned. Listen to this entire audio series before you get started. Share them with your lover. Make this a conversation you have and you can start transitioning your erotic spanking fantasies into your erotic reality. That's our goal for you, is to help you bring this to life, make it a hot part of your sex life successfully. And remember, if you wanna master the physical skills of giving and receiving an amazing spanking, be sure to grab your copy of the Pleasure Mechanics Guide to Erotic Spanking. It's our hour-long, stroke-by-stroke video guide to mastering the skills of erotic spanking. It's available at pleasuremechanics.com. Come on over, grab your copy, and join us in this exploration of erotic spanking. I'm Charlotte. I'm Chris. We're the Pleasure Mechanics, wishing you a lifetime of pleasure. Cheers. <laughs>